Are you ready to have an open and honest discussion about sex and spiritual wellness without secrets, censorship, or barriers? This is Unbuckled with your host, Christy Ann Bella. In this program, there are no topics that are off the table, from religion to health, feelings to sexuality. Get ready to hear from some incredible people. And now, here's Christy Ann Bella. Hello and welcome. I'm Christiane Bella and this is Unbuckled. It's your intimacy architect journey to unbuckling all things sexual, romantic, uh, everything, all that juicy life stuff. And we are here today with Melissa D. Hello, Melissa D. She is the founder of Body Joy Intimacy School, a clinical hype a hypnotherapist, a somatic sex educator based in Austin, Texas. She is empowering clients to learn and talk more about touch and play in a safe and exciting way. Welcome, Melissa. Ooh, thanks for having me, Christiane. Yeah. Thanks for being here. I got to do your super fun um, podcast and Facebook Live for your Body Joy Intimacy School because we obviously have a great overlap with intimacy uh, being Yeah. Yes. So something I loved when I was um, diving into all the great things that you're creating and doing is this men's program, these men's retreats. And it was like literally what I was talking to you about because I got a new client and just very much playing these like toxic masculine games and like, you know, and I'm like, man, just the problem is though, like he's just a wounded little boy who's like afraid to love and be loved. And, And then I'm like, oh, my God, this is like totally your wheelhouse. Yes. So yeah. So tell me more. They are the Apollo retreats to help men connect to a sense of intimacy. Yeah. The Apollo project was actually created by um, a colleague and dear, dear friend of mine, Cosmo Means. And he wanted to create a container that was led by men, but the body work portion of it, the somatic sex education, which is my training specifically. So the men would do all this deep work with other men and do the men's circle and do art therapy and movement and all that. And then they would come into our studio and get the body work to process all those things. And I love that container because, you know, having men be held by other men and this is cisgendered like heteronormative heterosexual so this isn't a gay container necessarily but it's it's so beautiful to be held in that container and offer that to men yeah i think men discovering uh platonic healthy touch from one another is a vital part of dismantling toxic masculinity the ability to receive physical affection from other men that is not sexual and um to be able to be in that vulnerable space to like give and receive that touch yeah and mm-hmm. and i think also yeah a big piece of like untangling our uh, the homophobia that exists yeah yeah. And, and there's not too much touch happening. I mean, there's closeness and right. togetherness and, but it's, I think it's also like knowing that they're not alone and that they can right. share their shadow and they can be held in a very um, powerful way by other men that are struggling with something similar or something completely opposite. And so we're creating more community um, where men can trust other men, which yeah. I think is so profound. Yeah, absolutely. That's a a big, big piece in being able to anything. I mean, trust is like the vital part of creating intimacy, you know, to to have some sense of closeness, connection, to feel the the reciprocal part. You know, we often I I hear this like longing and I know I experience a sense of longing in my own life. And I realize like, oh, that's me. That's me actually blocking and not allowing, not feeling worthy, having all these stories, all these like mistrust issues that, you know, and even if somebody was trying to love me in a healthy, secure way. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what do you mean? Why are you here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I experienced that as a, as a woman in the world, um, trusting and being really close to other women has mm-hmm. just taken time. And I, I really value my, my friendships and can really like lean on other women for support, for guidance, for reflection. I think that has just been such a support system for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Women's circles are such a gift. And I love seeing them pop up more and more. Every time I'm on Meetup or something, I see like more women getting together and gathering to empower each other. And yeah, it is a definitely, you know, it's 
like for the men as well with these, you know, it's, it's seeing a reflection of yourself. It's seeing like that you're not alone. And so having that moment to just witness someone else and then have the sense of peace and acceptance for what's happening in your life as you have compassion for them. It's yeah. There's something very, yeah. Powerful. Yeah. One, one favorite thing that I love to do because often, you know, cause I travel in different communities and different circles. And I notice that there is a theme that where people talk about each other, right. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I didn't create the game, but I got the idea from another colleague, Dr. Hazel Grace, which is called Golden Gossip. And it's where you get together and you hear the person share what they're going to manifest in the world. Like, okay, I want to get this job and then I'm going to do this with my relationship and then I'm going to do this trip with my kids, whatever the thing is. So they paint this really elaborate picture of where they want to go in the next like five months. 10 months, two years, five years. And then the other two people reflect that. Okay. They gather all the information and then they have the person turn their back toward them. And then they just like, I mean, Oh my God, did you hear that? So-and-so is doing this. And they speak in real terms. Like, and I love that. I love being able to talk about people in spaces in a positive light because it can get real nasty and we want to really flip that whether you're, mm-hmm. you know, with other men or with other women or mm-hmm. all the, the spectrum of genders, like really speaking highly of each other is so powerful. Oh, what a fun thing to do. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's something funny. Um, like it's recently we had gone together, like a big bunch of us, like went on a trip and we were playing with things like this, like like agreeing and being, you know, that alignment is part of like the agreeing and the the and so we were like playing with like you know the weather and like how we wanted the weather to play out and um, it was just so funny to see things unfold and and I love I feel like this is an extension of that is like yeah you're gonna say anything and I was like we're already talking about the weather we're already talking about like what we're worried about and I was like what if we sat here and like you know told it like as if it happened in the, this perfect way that we wanted it to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like the power of our words, you know, that's, these are <laughs> yeah. powerful vibration. So yeah, you know, you might as well, like, um, I, I love it too. Cause like, I'm very big on like not gossiping and like really being mindful of being impeccable with my word. So I love it. It's just like, okay, well that's great. So there's not take part, but even better is to like flip the switch on it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do something like, really positive. Celebrate your friend or the person you don't even know and just talk the biggest light you can about them and what they're doing, what their dreams are and what they're calling in. I, that, that frequency is, mm-hmm. is tasty in my opinion. <laughs> yes. I love that. That is so much fun. I'm definitely going to play with that. Um, so something that was on your, uh, intake form or whatever, I don't know what to call these things that <laughs> the, the pre-shows, um, was, you know, people, especially couples come to you looking for like the technique or the trick and that that isn't how it works. Um, and I would love to, for you to share more about that, about what it means to really slow down and have the self-awareness that there isn't this, you know, little magic, you know, that's just going to like, Oh, now the spark is back. It's like, this is, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have a lot of couples that come in they're like, okay, I want to want to get my woman to do this, or I want to like, you know, create this certain thing, but what they're really missing. And I notice this. Well, first of all, let me just say that having me in the room with a couple, it really interrupts their, their program and their patterns of how they are with each other, how they talk to each other, how they touch each other. And so the format that I usually do is a central massage that, that each partner does on one another. And I'm there, um, we create boundaries first because some couples aren't comfortable with me touching, even with my gloves on one directional, I'm not there to be a third person in their play, but as a somatic sex education, as a somatic sex educator, there's something really powerful about having a guide there Mm -hmm. to just, you know, have you check into your body, have you slow things down, have me like, I show people how to, how to touch each other in these new ways that you can't get out of a book. You might be able to get it out of video, but having someone right there with you, walking you through the steps. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, most people come in and they have this idea or this, um, this plan. Um, but they're really lacking the slowing down and the presence and the communication. Mm -hmm. And so with me there in the room, all of that just really winds down. And I catch them too. Like I'll have people, you you don't have a video going for this interview, but 
some people touch each other with like these light fingertips that are just kind of like all over the place. Mm -hmm. And they don't really listen to, or even check in, like, is my partner actually enjoying this? Is this what they want? Maybe it's what you want as the toucher, but like, so really like flipping that and really shedding some light on, you know, how can we be more aware of what our partner wants, how to slow things down, how to be really present and mindful in that space. And then a lot of more arousal and connection can happen from that space. And that's something that you you can kind of, you know, write about it and read it, but there's something different about coming into the studio and getting on the table and actually doing it. Yes, absolutely. When you're talking about practices that are somatic, that do involve touch as a sensory part of the way we connect to it, like the the learning of it needs to involve this tactile aspect. Yeah. yeah. Another, if I can share just a brief story, I had yeah. a couple come in, they've been married for 15 years, beautiful. They were just so smitten with each other still. They had a couple children and the wife or the woman had a hard time reaching climax. So that was her thing. And usually like couples are dealing with two separate things. Okay. We don't want to make everyone match per se, but we want to address each person's thing and then see where there's some overlap, right? Where, where the harmony is, where the alchemy is. And so she had a hard time orgasming and he um, just wasn't sure what he was doing right or wrong. And so in the session, we set up the container where he could give her pleasure and I would just hold the space. And again, this is very, very done in a very respectful, um, slow way, but he was, he was pleasuring his partner. And I was just there, you know, witnessing, cause that's another desire that they had is to be witnessed. Yeah. Right. And, and I was kind of coaching her on her breath on relaxation. And then I was also guiding him really quietly kind of on the side. Okay. Well, what happens when you pull back a little bit? Cause what he, what would happen is her arousal would, would start him. to start to come. And then he would come in with more pressure and more thing. And I said, okay, well, what happens when you back it up just a little bit. And what happened is it gave her more space to come towards him even more. Now, you know, having, it's like going to the gym with a personal trainer, mm-hmm. you know, like, so there's having someone there to kind of guide you in a very permissive way mm-hmm. can really shed a lot of light and understanding that you couldn't notice or be aware of before. So it was really beautiful. They were, they were like, their minds were blown after that. And it was just such a basic, like simple adjustment made all the difference. She was able to really like let her arousal and pleasure come through. And he was more present and more like, he kind of stepped back a little bit. He didn't have to come towards her with so aggressively. Yeah. Giving space for your partner to meet you. (laughs) And yeah. And what does that actually look like in our touch in the way we're we're connecting with with you know our eyes and our ears and all of all of that coming in to like yeah just noticing the subtleties mm-hmm. and um yeah it's an interesting thing I, I see that a lot with the man getting excited that the woman is getting and and they're like ah! and then just like, <laughs> dry, it's like oh, the breathe the breathe into that yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's like I had... oh go yeah, ahead go ahead uh, I had one, one client like crawl around on the table. She's like, you know, he's, he's come, you know, and I said, yeah, like for, for many years, she was afraid to say like, that's too hard. Mm-hmm. And he didn't recognize that, you know, cause he didn't hear from her. He just thought, mm-hmm. oh, keep going keep going. And actually, so having me in the room really helped them create more space and really listen to each other because some people are not having these conversations. Oh, yeah. We are not taught to do that. We are absolutely not taught. If you have any kind of sex education at all, it is like the penis goes in the vagina. Beware that it may make babies. It may cause disease or illness. And (laughs) that's like the extent of it. I mean, there's nothing about. Yeah, there's nothing about pleasure, body awareness, slowing down, mindfulness, sensory experience. But that's why we're here. That's why we're having these conversations. Yeah. or Even just having an opinion, like, can you go slower and softer? Like sometimes I can feel too critical. And so there's this loop happening. Someone feels criticized. They feel down. They feel like they can't please their partner. And so if we turn things into a game, generally people respond really well. And so that's my approach too, is how can we make this fun to where it's like, let's just explore each other and find new information about each other's bodies. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because that is, you know, it um, from an energy standpoint, the second chakra, it's the curiosity. It's the playfulness. It has that childhood innocence connected to our sexuality. So if you can go back to that playful space where you are, you're playing a game, you're exploring, you, you know, it's unknown. You're figuring it out as you go. And boundaries. I mean, this is why it's, you know, the ability to to say no and see it as a redirection, you know, to to realize that these things aren't personal, um, that this is an opportunity. If our partner is trusting enough, uh, is trusting us enough to say this, like that means this is a good thing. You know, this is what you want. You want to be, you know, the minute you stop talking is the minute when things really go to shit usually. (laughs) Yeah. I'm surprised at how many couples live many years not talking about these deeper things. And so getting professional help can really make things easier because if you're not used to speaking up or listening to your partner or talking about these things, you know, having a little bit of guidance can really go a long way. Yeah. Like you said, you know, it serves as kind of a buffer. You're in there and and instead of just this ping pong bouncing back and forth between the couple, it's like, oh, now there's someone else to direct some of this energy and and help with the observations and yeah, just the the navigation of it all. I love that. So um, how would you suggest people get out of goal-orientated sex? I mean, there's so many ways, but the first one that comes to mind is enjoying pleasure. Yeah. Like what feels good? And can you open up deep, like a flower, open up deeper, open up deeper. Okay. What happens when you enjoy that even more? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Many people view that. And I'm just talking about people that come into my studio, you know, again, like we have yeah. all kinds of different, different ways of being, but most people come in and they think, well, you know, having sex and it being successful means, you know, this happens, an orgasm happens, ejaculation happens, all this happens, but they're forgetting, like, are, are they even enjoying it? And they feel their whole body, you know, like what's, what's happening. You know, many people that I work with are really, they're doing high powered things during the day. You know, they're running businesses they're running families, they're thinking they're, and, but they're not feeling a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And so they treat sex the same way, just something they check off and do, which can be fun too. I mean, make it short and sweet and really like get in there, but, but is it, are you satisfied? Are you really enjoying it? Those are things that only, you know, only you can answer. I don't know, but taking the goal out and mm-hmm. are you having fun? Is there something you want to know about your body? Yeah. Um, you know, how are you connecting with your partner? Maybe you have more than one partner. I don't know, but like what kind of experience do you want? Do you want it really short and sweet and fast? Or do you want something, you know, more spread out and more like nuance that goes on this whole journey. I mean, there's all kinds of things available and most people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. That Yeah. It's a smorgasbord. There's yeah. Taking, if you are, you know, in a heterosexual, uh, relationship, um, taking the penis and vagina aspect out of it for a little bit. I mean, that is a fucking game changer. Like you will discover all kinds of fun, new, interesting things about yourself and your partner and what you like and how many, you know, the skin is this whole erogenous zone in, uh, into itself. Like your genitalia is not the like only place on your body that yeah. needs some TLC and attention. And uh, yeah. Absolutely. Can I tell you another quick story yeah, please um, do. that I really enjoyed? So I, because I'm a sex educator, I find myself in these, you know, events and parties and things. And so I was with other educators. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this was like a private event that happened after we produced this, this thing. And so I was with another person that was like pretty comfortable in their sexuality. You know, they did a lot of teaching themselves, but we had this like, you know, time where we could all play and explore. And so, so him and I got together and he just laid it on the table. He said, you know, with new partners, meaning like even new play partners, he's like, I normally don't get an erection. Mm -hmm. And so he just threw that out there. And I said, that's great because I don't need you to have an erection to enjoy you. You know, so we spent several hours just like, what else can we explore? And that was a big exhale for me and also him because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of pressure for people's genitals to be a certain way in order for intimacy or attention Mm -hmm. or affection to happen, whether you're you know, your vulva is wet or your cock is hard. Can I say cock? Okay. Yes, you can. This is. 
how much are we going to censor here? Yeah. So, so I, I can't tell you how many people mm-hmm. I've worked with. Like I just had a student the other day that got embarrassed because they weren't getting an erection. And I just mm-hmm. said, look, it does not matter what your cock is doing right now. How do your legs feel? How does your chest feel? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what, what else is happening in your body? Can you receive pleasure even on your cock, regardless if it's hard or, hard or not? You know, those are things that are big game changer and mm-hmm. whew, yeah. <laughs> yes. I love that. I think it, it is, it's, it's, you know, taking the performance aspect out of it that, you know, like being playful is, you know, and so, and there's a place for performance and role-playing. Like I love to mix my theater and my sex. Like I am like a theater nerd and I grew up in New York on Broadway. Like I, I'm all about that, but there's a difference between this idea of like how it's supposed to look Yeah, this idea, you know, um, and just taking that out and just, yeah, like instead of just be present, be present. And like, what, you know, what do I get to notice about the way your hair smells about, um, I recently decided I uh, I love shaving my legs, but I do not like shaving my armpits. And so I've let my armpit hair grow and I'm totally loving it. And I'm very smell orientated. So is uh, my primary partner. And and so just like, this is awesome. You know, just like little things. And it's like, who knew that that was going to be super fun to like have someone pet my armpit hair and smell it. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> like. <laughs> You just, you know, it's the willingness to try. Just be like, oh, how about that? I like that. And um, what are your thoughts about fantasy and then reality? You know, where is that place where it's like, I can just have this as a fantasy and maybe I don't want to actually do it? Or if I do want to do it, how do I start that conversation to say, look, I've been having this fantasy and where do we, we test it out? That's a good question. Sorry, I'm still still so distracted on scent because oh yes we open up we can go back to that <laughs> um I think the older I get maybe it's I don't know if it's a, an age thing or just where I am in my evolution of my eroticism but scent you know body odor and I mean like just the raw pheromone mm-hmm. and smell um mm-hmm. used to turn me off when I was like in my 20s and even mm-hmm. 30s I'd be like and I can still kind of be a little turned off by certain scents because they mm-hmm. don't quite the, the alchemy doesn't quite match my system mm-hmm. but now I can get really aroused um and really into like smelling my lover's armpit I'm just yes. like all up in there. So yeah, I totally get the, the, the hair and the scent and mm-hmm. all of that. And yeah, I, I, I made a, a decision years ago to quit shaving my leg, legs. I used to um, perform a lot. And so mm-hmm. I, I, I just reached a point where I didn't have to shave anymore. And also I'm, I'm not yeah. very hairy anyway. So just yeah. taking the pressure off of that. And sometimes I'll grow my armpit hair out, but I definitely have like this nice little trimmed bush. And there's something about the pheromones that get trapped in there too, mm-hmm. that, um, that is just lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why these things are there. <laughs> you know, it's... But back to fantasy. So you're, you're curious about like, how do we bridge the gap of like fantasy, bring it to your partners? Is something we just fantasize about or is something mm-hmm. we actually play out? That's a really great question. And everyone is different. I do work with couples that bring the fantasy into the studio. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. And they can just you know, say they want to have a threesome. Yeah. Okay. Let's just, let's play with something real for a second. So let's say that they have a fantasy to be with another partner mm-hmm. or add someone else to the mix. Yeah. So I recommend, um, you know, maybe if, if they're really into the theater of the mind, they can have someone else in the space. Like how would that feel to them? You have to be really careful not to do something that would be really harmful in the relationship and kind of move slow. So, you know, I've suggested some people go to a play party or Mm -hmm. some sort of container where there's other adults and either be witnessed in that space or witness others in that space. Um, Some couples have hired, um, you know, sacred intimates to come in Mm -hmm. and even just do a sensual massage, even if it isn't, you know, include sexual acts you right. can even include some sort of like touch and sensuality with professionals yeah. that can help you hold yeah. the container of the space um and also role-playing could be really fun yeah. like how do we how do we like 
get into the theater of mind and pretend or just imagine what would it be like if another person was here with us mm-hmm. and get into the story of like, okay, what would you like to see or do? What would you like to witness? You know? Okay. So I think it depends on the partner. What are your Absolutely. They are circumstantial. Um, but I love, I love a lot of what you said, and we will dive more into it when we return from our break. You are listening to Melissa D. of Body Joy Intimacy School, and I am your intimacy architect, Christiane Bella, and we will be unbuckling some more in just a moment. Are you tired of having the same fight over and over again? Is it hard to remember a time when you felt close to each other? Before you call it quits, do you want to do something to rebuild that spark of intimacy? Of course you do! Ignite the passion like never before with Intimacy Architecture. Text 626-310-5159 to set up your relationship consultation. Again, text 626-310-5159. Think about how much sound you hear all the time. Noise, music, your own heartbeat. What is it made of? How does it work? How does it affect you? The universe of music takes you into the particles of life and the beat of living. It is an interactive online masterclass of music and science taught by the internationally renowned musician and scholar, Dr. Marcin Bella. Visit theuniverseofmusic.com. That's theuniverseofmusic.com. You are listening to Unbuckled with Christy Ann Bella. Reach out to Christy Ann with any questions or comments at intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. That's intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. Christy Ann welcomes your emails. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back. You are listening to Unbuckled and we are unbuckling some really juicy stuff about connecting and intimacy and all of the things that you know I love to talk about. And our guest is Melissa D with Body Joy Intimacy School. And I'm just going to give everyone all the ways to find you. So your link tree, I mean, that's always the best way to go because it has all the things, is Body Joy TV. And you can find that on link tree. And then your website, which is bodyjoy.org as well as on the Instagram for the men that are interested um, is Apollo Retreats. So yeah, and you are, uh, are there are a lot of female practitioners because like you said, the women are holding this container for the, the touch. Is that... Right. So the, the format for the Apollo project, it is a container led and held by men. And there's mm-hmm. two, actually there's three male facilitators and there's a private chef Mm-hmm. And then there's three women, generally okay. four, depending on how many attendees. So each mm-hmm. female practitioner works with three to four men a day. So every day you get body work to tie in all yeah. the things that you're working on with the men. Yeah. So it's this one-on-one time then. It's like this more, okay. that's really beautiful. I love that. That's amazing. Um, so while you know, we were on break, we were chatting away. And uh, I love that we have it, you know, crossover circles of friends. And I love seeing because I moved to Nashville specifically from California, because I'm like, we need more of this in the South. And so you're in Austin, Texas. And <laughs> how does it feel to be uh, unbuckling the Bible belt down there and, and bringing sex education and intimacy? I am insanely busy in Texas, which is why I made the jump. You know, I bought the company. Actually, I was not the founder of Body Joy, but I am am the owner of it now. Uh, The founder, Dr. Charlotte Hathaway, has actually retired and moved to Portland. She kind of passed the baton to me. So I've been taking on events and classes and and all that things and kind of bringing everything up to date as far as like the accessibility online and things like that. Um, It's my business is so it's, it's thrives here in Austin. People are hungry for it. There's not a lot of people doing what I do. I think there's one other somatic sex educator, like in Dallas or Houston or something like that. But the, 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 what I actually offer here is pretty unique. Yeah. I love that. Oh, it's so great. Yes. Yeah. Changing the landscape. That's amazing. Um, so what are, like, cause I'm very ADHD. It's really easy for me to get in my head. What are some ways when we talk about slowing down, like I had some of a yoga meditation background coming into this. So that was helpful for me, but 
there's still moments where it's just like, you know, my brain is like, let's solve all the world's problems right now. <laughs> yeah. So this idea of slowing down to come into that intimate space with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple ways to slow that down, go back to what's called sensate focus. And this is something from Masters and Johnson, you know, the, the pioneers of, I mean, it's not sex education, but, um, what did they do? They, there was a huge show on HBO about them, but they, they wrote the book on human sexuality mm-hmm. back in like the fifties, which was like yeah. extremely edgy, yeah. but they came up with this concept, especially with uh, partner therapy, surrogate partner therapy, which mm-hmm. is not what I do by the way, but, yeah. but that focus on feeling and yeah. breathing. And so one thing, like, let's just imagine everyone's listening to this and they're maybe in their car or at mm-hmm. their desk. And so one really easy way that you can do and practice and then take it into the bedroom is just allowing your eyes to close just so you can bring the attention inward and feel your seat and maybe feel your back on the chair or the couch or wherever you are. And maybe your hands go on your legs and you can kind of just slowly move them over your knees and maybe up your thigh. And as you're doing that, you're just taking these nice, slow breaths and bringing your awareness to your breath. And while you're bringing your awareness to your breath, you're also maybe softening the eyes and softening the jaw, dropping the shoulders. And then also picking up on any sounds you hear in the space. Maybe there's traffic, maybe there's a fan or something going, whatever that is, allow your focus to then go to the sounds. And then coming back to your own breath. And so just by doing that, you do that a couple minutes a day. Like, oh my God, I totally like dropped into that. It was so cool. Right there. Yeah. You just, and again, like if you find this hard to do, mm-hmm. just like anything else, the more you do it, the easier it is to do it. So yes. if you're, a lot of people are really wound up after work or mm-hmm. after being with the kids all day or running their companies or whatever they're doing. So when they get home, most people are tired. And so, but they still want to be intimate. And so, One trick is to just sit with your partner and maybe do a little bit of eye gazing and just breathing together. You know, maybe placing your, your opposite hands over the heart. You know, there's, there's a whole list of exercises that I give to people for free. If you sign up for my newsletter, I mean, this isn't just a plug, but I mean, it's a real thing that happens. But, but it's, there's a couple exercises you can do. There's one called body bonding, where you just pick who is going to be on the bottom and the other mm-hmm. person lays on top and you just synchronize your breath and you just mm-hmm. slow things down, you know, or you yes. sit together for a minute and do exactly what I just led you through, where you notice where your breath is. You notice maybe the sensation of your hands on your legs. You notice your feet on the carpet, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like think of things that are happening in real time. What does it sound like? What does it feel like? What else are you picking up on? Can you relax any muscles in the face? Can you drop your shoulders? These things are bringing you into the moment and helping kind of regulate your nervous system because you can't come into sex and intimacy and get all hot when you're still dysregulated and overly excited or agitated or, Mm -hmm. or whatever. So, so using that breath and bringing that self-awareness can really relax the nervous system. So then pleasure, even if it doesn't have to be erotic and just be just what feels good can then start to come in. Yeah. Even just the pleasure of enjoying that moment of having a, a conversation with your partner of having a nice dinner together, you know, like just really being that embodied, uh, space together. I, my husband and I do it every morning. We call it mounting. We take turns laying on top of each other and breathing oh, and yes. just being like, and we like do our gratitude things. Like I'm grateful for this and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. It's yeah. It's one of my absolute favorites. Yeah. And I think it's a great point too, of be real about what you want. So I had, I was married previously. Um, my ex-husband and I had completely opposite schedules. Like he was a night person. I was an early morning person. So we never had, and we, you know, it was something I really wanted. Like, and I remember going to, um, an energy work thing. This, this woman was talking about like, Oh yeah, my partner and I lay and we think about all the chakras. And and I was like, I want that. I want that thing. (laughs) 
you know, fast forward. It's like, you know, be real about what you really want because like there is someone out there who wants that thing. And yeah, it's something that, you know, my partner now and I like love. It's, you know, it's been a practice we've done for, for years. Um, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, you also take turns at like, okay, here's five activities that to pick from what activity do you want to do? And then I get to pick one too. And you take turns because some people like, uh, different activities better than others. And so yeah. how can you give the gift of, you know, getting your partner to, um, to do what they want to do and then you accommodate what they want to do. So maybe yeah. you like back running, maybe you like to meditate for a second. Maybe you want to take a hot bath together. Maybe you just want to lay together and spoon for a second that can really soften things and allow a doorway to whatever kind of intimacy, even if it's just taking a nap together can be really deeply healing. There's mm-hmm. a lot of pressure for everything to be hot and heavy all the time. Mm-hmm. And just noticing that there's an ebb and flow, especially if you're mm-hmm. someone that's living in today's society and you're working and you're, you know, being really like focused yes. most of the day, whatever you're doing. So there's, there's, you're not going to be charged up all the time and that's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the fire is not always raging. Like, you know, there, there needs to be this moment of, in the void, in the, in the, in between. Um, absolutely. And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong, you know, it's, it's allowing for that space of rest. Um, yeah, especially like you're saying in a society where we're very like go achievement, you know, 110%, uh, you know, anyways, not getting into capitalism, but yes, (laughs) the like, yeah, do, do less, you know, doing less is actually a skill set that I think as a society needs to be, uh, cultivated. For sure. Yeah. And also just like the landscape of like, what does intimacy actually look like? Some people, Mm -hmm. are we fucking or are we not fucking? It's like, well, what's happening in between that? Right. (laughs) Yeah. How are you connecting in between all that? Like, yeah. 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 I love what you're saying about the, you know, creating this container and, and trading off things because yeah, every, everything isn't going to be something that you're both like a gigantic hell yes to, but there's a difference between like, you know, I'm a soft soft yes uh you know and and this is like a hard boundary no and and to be able to meet your partner in those spaces where it's like you know i wouldn't have maybe picked this but i can actually enjoy the joy of you doing it and you know and then there are going to be things where you're both like a hell yes and those are great too but um yeah even with you know we were talking about touch in the beginning it's like so if you really like to just have this feathery uh, my husband, it's funny that you said that because my husband's a piano player. And so often he'll do that because that's just kind of like his thing. And I'm like, that's cool that that's. And if if we are creating the container of like, hey, I want to touch you the way I want right. to touch you. And as long as it's not, you know, uncomfortable, unsafe for you, like that's cool. But then it's like, OK, but now I want to like top from the bottom and say this is exactly what I want. I want you to yeah. do this stroke, this heavy that, you know. So, yeah, it's it's that there's room for both of those things. Cause some people do it's, you know, it's like, I have a sensory experience and may not match your sensory experience, but there's right. room for both of us to, <laughs> to find that. Right. Space. Yeah. I love that game. I'm glad you mentioned it where you get to touch your partner, how you want to touch them for mm-hmm. X amount of minutes. Yep. And then you get to actually request what kind of touch you, you might be surprised at how different or similar those are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's the playfulness. Yeah. It's just like, Hey, we're just, we're just playing. We're just learning. We're, you know, we're in that state of discovering and that's, um, I think that, you know, permission and pleasure are very much connected. And so if you can give yourself permission to play, you will discover a lot about your pleasure and the things that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. That's why I love that you put the joy in there. Like, cause it really is, you know, like joy is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Dr. So, did a good job on naming the company. Yeah. Um, the, how do you feel the idea of worthiness? I feel like, you know, when we talk about sex, confidence usually comes into play. And this idea of beyond even having permission is like, you know, is that I, I deserve this, you know, that I deserve to feel good. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You know, if, if you're in that space of just feeling like it's just not working for you and like what, what is the underlayer there? You know, what's interesting when you said that my mind automatically went to, there's several women that I went with or that, that, that came into the studio that I was working with that they had been kind of conditioned or trained that their pleasure isn't important or to fear pleasure for some reason. And each story was kind of different, but, um, 
you know, and this, these imprints start really early on, like, for example, parents trying to do the right thing in their minds, catch kids exploring, Mm -hmm. and they put a kibosh on it or shame them or punish them. And so they, you'd be surprised at how much that can really impact your adult explorations and your feeling of like worthiness or feeling safe or feeling like, is this okay? Or, you know, is it okay for me to explore, you know, all those things. I think there's something really powerful about, you know, doing some deep work into Mm -hmm. your childhood and what are those early imprints Mm -hmm. and how do they create what's going on today? Do you have that experience too, when you work with folks? Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. yeah. I mean, and sometimes it's not even sexual. Like I had someone recently who they went to the beach with their mom when they were like four or something and the ball they were playing with got lost in the sea and they like, they were like wanting their mom to go and and the mom's like, I'm not going to get the ball. It's like in the ocean. Like, you know, it's, you know, it's not safe. And, um, but the way it went down, she created a story of like, you can't trust people when you need them. And it's been playing out in her relationships for years. And so it always is amazing to me. Like, you know, we do, we like, we start to formulate these ideas and then it's like, okay, I'm running, I'm running with this out of safety, out of, you know, like, we're like, Hey, that hurt. I didn't like it. I don't, I don't want it to ever happen again. So now I have like a detective on high alert being the vigilante, like making sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like our, we want to keep ourselves safe. And so we make these decisions when we're children and we're often not aware of all the actual details, like the ball going out and like, Hey, no, she's, we're not rational when we're tiny like that, you know? And so we make these decisions of how things are. And then, so anything that remotely feels the same as an adult, we just slap that label on it. And Mm -hmm. so working with someone, you know, whether it's an EFT practitioner or a hypnotherapist or somatic sex educator, if they've got that certain training, there's ways to unwind that and create those new experiences so that you can start trusting people again, or feel like, yes, I, I do deserve this. And I do want this. And actually it is a need and it's beautiful. So, um, help, you know, getting a guide to help you unstitch the past mm-hmm. in a way. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. A guide to help you unstitch the past. That's great. No, <laughs> yeah. So the hypnotherapy, um, I'm fascinated by it. I, I did, uh, when I was, I think in my twenties, um, I read, uh, was the book? I can't remember the guy now, but he was like helping somebody go through like past lives. And then, it, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I know exactly what book you're talking about. Um, destiny of souls and journey of souls. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I loved it. It was, it was a profoundly healing and helpful. And, um, so how does that incorporate, how do you integrate that with, with the work that you do? You know, it's not often that people come to me specifically just for hypnotherapy Mm -hmm. anymore. There's like a blend. Mm -hmm. Um, But I definitely use like my uh, trance training, Mm -hmm. like just in relaxation and imprinting. And there's some of my um, NLP exercises that I'll bring Mm -hmm. into somatic. So, so I just kind of, I I just kind of make it up, honestly, because I, I see where the bridges are. And I make the kind of connections, not that I'm putting people into these, you know, trances. I just really Mm -hmm. understand trance states and know how powerful they are. And so I try to bring in um, more space for people to like, for example, we, we, I like to develop or like create um, mantras and various things. And so we just take a lot of time to let the body kind of drop into those subconscious and unconscious, like those where the nervous system's really relaxed and it's more susceptible. And we just bring in kind of, you know, what are your goals? Reminding people of like, what do they want to achieve in our work together? And I just kind of weave all that together, if that makes sense. So it's not a traditional session when I was a hypnotherapist, because they would come in, they would sit in the chase lounge, you know, I'd have a little notepad. We play the music and we do the thing, which is awesome. But now it's, it's incorporating breath and movement and sound and less of a okay, we're going to sit down and do the script. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's something that I just naturally kind of blend together, if that makes sense. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, it so does. I mean, I'm like, this, you know, is, is yeah, a description very similar to, to the, the work that I, you know, I, I consider it, yeah, this, this kind of like returning to the essence, you're like beyond the mind and into this essence place. Um, 
and and in that more like energetic field yeah mm-hmm. it's you know sometimes easier to to adjust things there and then it ripples into your every day life yeah these, yeah because because yeah. people go into trance on their own i mean exactly. all forms of hypno- hypnosis is a form of self-hypnosis people mm-hmm. take themselves there oh, yeah. during sex while they're driving mm-hmm. while they're doing something really familiar if they're in that flow state mm-hmm. whether they're playing baseball whatever it is we enter uh trance states very naturally and so mm-hmm. As a guide, I really utilize that juiciness to then mm-hmm. remind them of again. We we again we talk about this before they come into the studio or when during the intake process. So I'm not imprinting my ideas on them. Mm-hmm. I'm actually just reminding them of like why are they here? Mm-hmm. What do they want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. What's in the way? You know. So yeah, it's it's yeah. a beautiful beautiful way that it all fits together. It absolutely is. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's the guidance to return back to yourself. Because I think that's it's the funny thing about intimacy is we we look to other people to give it to us. We're like, you need to help me feel intimate. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's kind sometimes of an inside can, job. Sometimes we can get further down the road with some support and just mm-hmm. be honest. Right. And so that's why I think it's such a brave and important thing for people to really reach out when they need help. Yes, the answers mm-hmm. are inside of them. But sometimes mm-hmm. they just need some reassurance. And so that's what I keep, I guess, keeps our businesses alive is we're there to like hold the torch and like remind them, you know? Yeah. The, the reflection of like what's possible and, and what it looks like to, yeah. Where is that path, you know, um, where, or where do you, I guess, begin to, to feel safe enough to look inward? You know, I think um, for me, that was like a huge key piece anyway is is to be like oh I can trust myself you know because it's like if you don't trust people you're a people you don't trust yourself either it's kind of the catch that yeah (laughs) trusting yourself um listening to your yeses and your nos internally Mm -hmm. sometimes we've been raised to ignore those things again when we talk about early childhood experiences Mm -hmm. of okay go kiss your auntie or no Mm -hmm. you can't do that and it's like I don't yeah, we're, we're this, it's very confusing when we're children, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's why I don't like to, throw, I have a 12 year old boy and mm-hmm. sure I'm the parent and I make the rules. Right. But sometimes he'll say, you know, I'm full. I don't want to eat anymore. I'm not going to force him to do it just because we don't want to waste food. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to push that on him and make him do things that he mm-hmm. honestly doesn't want to do. Or if he doesn't want to go to this certain house, Hey, I don't want to do that. Okay. Within reason, I like to listen to his nose and really respect them because later on, I don't want him to just acquiesce with people Mm -hmm. because we get in trouble, you know, for, for saying no. Right. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. I love it. I I'm so hopeful for future generations because I know so many people like yourself that are, are shifting this and like, yeah, there's a sense of autonomy and sovereignty, especially when it comes to things with your body. I mean, yeah, I can't even imagine like, it's like, okay, you're done eating. Great. Thank you for letting me know. Thank you for listening to your body. Instead of like, we wonder why we have so many eating disorders. I know I was guilted and shamed. It's like, oh, you're not going to finish that. They're starving children's up. <laughs> or my son is not hungry in the morning generally right. he just he just likes to likes to his his hunger comes mm-hmm. later and yeah. so i prepare some things and if he's hungry he can eat and if he's not i'm not going to force him yeah right yeah no because there's different you know i mean like go down the rabbit hole of ayurveda like different body types you know the, the different energy things like yeah it, it's knowing that it's knowing your cycles and your rhythms and that is the, you know the the trust like you know it's oh what a gift to have that early on rather than have to untangle a bunch of shit as an adult that you need to unlearn before you can learn <laughs> yeah like i can't trust my own appetite therefore you know someone else has to tell me when i need to eat which mm-hmm. can be fun in a ds relationship but not so much if you're just trying to understand your own wisdom and follow through with it yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. i mean um so we are um getting close to wrapping up i would love if there's um Anything else you really want to share about, you know, the, the art of embodiment and, um, and I guess let's hear maybe your story of origin. Um, what was, how did you come to this for yourself? I mean, it's a, it's definitely a long journey. I was a, a raw food chef and restaurateur in LA for years. And then that led me to my clinical hypnotherapy work. Cause a lot of people that would change their diets, whether it was vegan, raw food, whatever, mm-hmm 
it was like a big upheaval. And so I would support people in health and nutrition. And then I got really um, uninspired talking about food. And I was actually um, speaking at a festival and, you know, using hypnotherapy to bring about change. And so people could use this for career relationships, whatever. So I kept it really like a big umbrella. And I was really inspired by a student that came up to me and said, you know, do you ever do things around sex and intimacy? And I thought, no, but I don't see why not. And my, my little spidey senses were just like going off. It was so fascinating. So I ended up working with this man. And, um, I mean, that's, that in itself is a a big story. That's very powerful, but that led me on the journey to study with, um, Dr. Amy Marsh, who's a, you know, somatic, actually, what is she? She's a sexological hypnotist. And so learning how to actually deal with people's um, sexual dysfunctions and, and things, how to apply my knowledge as a hypnotherapist. And then that led me to studying somatics because there's something really beautiful and profound about the focus of the body. So, I mean, I'm giving you a huge brushstroke and yeah, yeah. big story, but that's, that's kind of my path is, is coming from, you know, health and wellness through hypnotherapy, through somatic sex education. And now I feel like I'm really landing in my joy and what's really useful for me and what I'm really good at. <laughs> I'm kind mm-hmm. of if I, if I'm going to toot my own horn and there's just a brilliance that that comes through when I sit with people, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty disarming, you know, people really trust me generally. Mm -hmm. And I just really honor that. And I really help Mm -hmm. people kind of move through difficulty with a lot more ease. And my playful spirit comes through too. I've always Mm -hmm. had this playful, uh, approach to sex and intimacy. So that shines through my work. Mm, Oh my gosh, I love this so much. Thank you for sharing all of that. Well, you can find Melissa D, Body Joy Intimacy School. That is bodyjoy.org. There are courses. Like she said, she has a newsletter you can sign up for. You can get a bunch of free, awesome tools and techniques um, and things that you can integrate with your partner. Uh, On Instagram, there are the Apollo retreats. There is also the link tree, Body Joy TV. So get in touch with Melissa. I've been following uh, your stuff on Instagram. That's actually how I found her. So wonderful uh, information all about, yes, the the playful joy of being intimate with uh, within and, you know, those relationships that we build because that's how we build a life we love. I am Christiane Bella. Thank you again for being here, Melissa. Thank you for having me. This has been a joy. Yay. And thank you all for listening. We are so grateful for you. Please do all the things. Subscribe it, like it, share it. We appreciate it. We are grateful for everything that we get to give and share um, with you, our wonderful audience. And this has been Unbuckled. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to Unbuckled. You can join Christy Ann Bella for another program with amazing guests, stories, and advice every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to check out our new show coming soon.